Baseball is more popular in Latin America and Japan than it is in the U.S., making it our third biggest export after diabetes and freedom. Welcome to episode 19, I believe this is, of This Week in Fakeball. Today is uh, June 29th, 2021, but this is going to be the July episode, so I'm getting it out of the way here a couple of days early, and uh, we are going to talk a little bit about, uh, actually, a, a few different things, but uh, I am your host, Jeff Hobbs, the, uh, let's see, the only manager I'd be willing to bet uh, in the RVA, who's ever considered taking a whiz off of the Eiffel Tower. Um, if you've listened to some recent episodes, I mentioned how I actually did piss off of the uh, the Great Wall of China, and then a year later, the Incan Trail near Machu Picchu. I was 18, 19 years old when these uh, events happened. And then uh, a few years later, my, my last going into my last semester of college, I'm in Europe with my family. Again, my brother and I with a chance to continue the tradition. We get up on top of the Eiffel Tower and we think about it, and then we think better of it. Uh, a, because I was now 22 years old and no longer 18 or 19. And B, because if you know the shape of the Eiffel Tower, probably not a good thing to pee off of. It's, uh, it's shaped such that you might hit somebody below you. And that ended, uh, thus ended our tradition. So that was the end of it, but, uh, but anyway, it was a good tradition while it lasted. So let's talk a little bit about the RBA. Uh, first of all, just a, a brief uh, a brief discussion of 2021 thus far. We are now at the uh, one-third mark. Uh, we are exactly a third of the way through the season, 54 games. And to no one's surprise, the Las Vegas effect have really started playing well. They are 35 and 19. Obviously, that puts them on a pace to win 105 games, and that sounds about right. This team really is that good, I think. Uh, Arizona's in second place over in the Larkin Division, three games behind Las Vegas and just one ahead of Dunedin. Don't count Atlanta out by any stretch. They are 28 and 25, and Elm Grove is 25 and 29. Uh, Amdabad is, of course, out of the race, but that was always the point. Uh that was never in doubt. Over in the Pucket Division, Fort Duquesne is in first place by three games ahead of both Middletown and Silver City and four games ahead of Susquehanna. Berea and Lopatkong are out of the race. So not surprisingly, Amdabad, Berea, and Lopatkong out of the race. They were out of the race from the beginning. I would say that all of the other uh, – let's see if I can do some math here. All of the other nine teams in the league are still in the race. Uh, and it's a pretty good race. So anyway um, – Probably not going to mention anything else about 2021 because, frankly, I didn't do any research other than looking at the standings. So that's what you uh, that's what you come here for, to get information you couldn't get by yourself just looking up the standings. Uh, let's see. But I do have something for you that uh, you might enjoy. It is the return of RBA trivia. That's right, folks. 
Um, it's been a few months, but I did manage to look up something that I thought would be interesting to ask you. And here is the trivia question, which I will come back to at the very end of this episode. Um, so as many of you know, the RBA was not always a 162-game season league. Uh, it has only, in fact, only been a 162-game season league since 2014. So we have completed seven seasons. We're into our eighth now uh, using that full major league season type schedule. And over those seven seasons, so 2014 through 2020, uh, we have had six pitchers win 20 games in a season. It has happened six times. And interestingly enough, I'm sorry, uh, let me rephrase that. Six pitchers have won 20 or more games in a season for six different franchises. And one of those six pitchers actually did it twice. So it has been done seven times, again, by six different pitchers. Uh, name as many of those six pitch, uh, pitchers as you can, and you'll get a bonus point because clearly I'm keeping track of this. You'll give yourself a bonus point if you can figure out who has done it twice. All right, so at the end of this podcast, again, I, I will come back to this question. Okay, so anyway... That's your RBA trivia question for this episode, the July 2021 episode of This Week in Fake Ball. Also, I've got another category, uh, another segment that I forgot to do last time. That was, uh, that was entirely my fault. And here's the intro to that. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. Yes, uh, this is Milestones. I, again, forgot to do this last month, but I'll do it this month. So following coaches slash franchises have reached milestones since the beginning of the 2021 season. Here they are. The Las Vegas Effect and Matt Cooper jointly have reached 1,100 wins. Uh, they currently stand at 1,113, actually. So congrats to Matt Cooper on that. Uh, Aaron Anderson has reached 500 wins. He also reached 500 losses, but let's focus on the 500 wins. Uh, He's, he's just about 500, I think slightly over for his career. He's at 516 uh, wins to be exact right now. The Middletown franchise, which has been through some different changes over the years, a lot of changes. Uh, this was Brooklyn, then Louisville, then Buffalo, then Pittsburgh, and now Middletown. That franchise, which is currently run by Aaron Anderson, just reached – uh, just reached 1,100 wins, same as uh, Vegas. They currently stand at 1,110. And finally, the Fort Duquesne franchise, which uh, started out as the Chicago Wave, coached by uh, coached by Jared uh, McCormick. That franchise. Let me let me look at them for just a second and make sure I've got this correct. Yes, they were just Chicago and then Fort Duquesne, uh, they reached 1,000 wins. So big milestone there. They are at 1,017 as of right now. So there you go. Congratulations to all of those people slash franchises for reaching some pretty big milestones uh, over the last couple of months. Okay, so on to our look back at the RBA's history. And... Um, during the last podcast, I talked about the 2009 season, and I ran a bunch of, of, uh, of replays, 20 of them, from the 2009 season 
And that means that this time we get to do the ass match and the champions match. So I'm going to go ahead and pull that up and it's going to take a, a second here. But while I'm doing that, I can go ahead and announce the teams that are competing in this, uh, in this one. So first we will start with the undercard, of course, the, uh, the ass match. All right. The challenger from 2009 with an RBA record of 29 wins and 52 losses and an RBA replay 58.9 average wins out of 162, Jeff Florian's State College Cows. All right, Jeff Florian's State College Cows. Let me quickly go through their roster. Uh, pull it up here. Uh, let's see. So pitching, they've got Kyle, Davi Kyle Davies, Oliver Perez, Edwin Jackson, James Shields, and Josh Beckett in the rotation. And they line up against righties that went Alex Rios, Ichiro Suzuki, Aramis Ramirez, Justin Upton, Cosmat Sui, Prince Fielder, Jared Saltalamakia, and Brendan Harris at shortstop. This team was really bad, although not among the very worst we've ever seen, but pretty freaking bad. And uh, they're going to go up against the current ass. And this is a team that's, uh, that's lost the last couple times. So the 2006 Arizona Greenbacks, my 2006 Arizona Greenbacks. This team had a rotation of Bronson Arroyo, Rodrigo Lopez, Vicente Padilla, Brad Radke, and Jake Westbrook. And they line up against righties of Derek Jeter, Todd Helton, some big names, but uh, not a good team. Derek Jeter, Todd Helton, Eric Chavez, Ivan Pudge, Rodriguez, Brad Hopp, Alex Rios, he was on both teams, Kevin Millar, and Marco Scudero playing second base. And, uh, well, anyway, um, I guess I should have mentioned that uh, the 06 Arizona Greenbacks went 24-57 and 57 during that season. 58.5 average replay wins compared to State College's 58.9. So uh, shaping up to be a, a close match, maybe. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about that one, and then we'll get, move on to the, uh, the Champions match. All right, so game one was a, was a barn burner, a 5-4 to four win, and it went all the way. I mean, it was exciting to the very last batter. 5-4 to four win for the visiting State College Cows. They win game one, have a complete game for Josh Beckett. All right, game two of the series was a 5-1 to one win for Arizona. They tie the series behind a complete game. Actually, not a shutout, but no earned runs allowed by Bronson Arroyo. Series tied at one, game three, 9-8 Arizona. So this was not a pitcher's duel. In fact, Oliver Perez lasted just one inning for State College, and Rodrigo Lopez lasted three and two-thirds for Arizona. Arizona takes a two-to-one series lead. Game four was a six-to-four victory for Arizona, and the home team, the defending ass, is actually up three-to-one. They are threatening to eliminate themselves from the ass matches going forward. Uh, let's see. Vicente Padilla gets the win in that game. All right, uh, so facing elimination, the Arizona Greenbacks, if they win again, they will eliminate themselves, lose game, uh, whatever game this is, game five, seven to five. 
and uh, State College behind a nice game by Prince Fielder wins game five. So we go to game six, uh, in which final score is two to one, Arizona. And this went 10 innings. Arizona had to win it in extras, but they, uh, they do win it, and they are eliminated. They are no longer the ass of the league. The new ass to take the place of 06 Arizona is 09 State College. So congratulations, I guess. Anyway, that was the ass match. So uh, the cycle of rebuilding Jeffs, Jeff Hobbs uh, and Jeff Florian, uh, they, these two teams meet each other, uh, 06 Arizona, 09 State College, and 09 State College prevails in the sense that they, they lose. And they will play the loser of the 2010 replays, which I'll reveal next month. I haven't, I haven't done the replays yet. All right, now to the champions match. Who are uh, the teams in this one? All right, your challenger from 2009, sporting an RBA record, an, an actual record from that season of 48 wins, 33 losses and 96.5 average replay wins. Uh, the 2009, obviously, Dunedin Clear Blues. All right, so what did Dunedin have on the roster? Let me pull this up. Well, the rotation consisted of Ian Snell. Believe it or not, he was the ace that year. Well, sort of. Uh, Tim Lincecum, Aaron Cook, Carlos Silva, and Jake Peavy. And their lineup against righties went Reggie Willits, Orlando Hudson, Alex Rodriguez, Ryan Howard, Victor Martinez, Pat Burrell, Jeff Kepinger, and Andre Athier. And who will they go up against? All right. Um, the current champion, sporting an RBA record of 46 and 35 and 97.0 average replay wins. So get that, 97.0 versus 96.5. We could have another very close matchup here. Seem to be two evenly matched teams. Uh, from 2008, they won the last uh, champions match as the challenger, in other words, the Buffalo Wild Wings. And here's what the Buffalo Wild Wings had to offer. And that is the wrong team. Hang on, let me pull up the right team. Uh, oh, you know what? I screwed the whole thing up, and I'm not going to go back and fix it. So the team I just mentioned was Buffalo, Snell, Linscombe, Cook, Silva, and Peavy in the rotation. Apologies for that. And uh, Willits, Hudson, A-Rod, Howard, Martinez, Burl, Kepinger, and Athir on the diamond. you think I would have spotted that error from the beginning, but I did not. Uh, let's go back to Dunedin and just fix this as best we can. Dunedin's rotation from 09 was John Lester, Paul Mahalan, Jair Jurgens, Mike Pelfrey, Rich Harden. And their uh, lineup against righties was Johnny Damon, Mark DeRosa, Nick Markakis, Ryan Braun, Joey Votto, Ben Zobrist, Jorge Cantu, and Kurt Suzuki. All right, so that looks more like the Dunedin teams I remember. Anyway, uh, so what happened in the Champions match? Let's have a look. In game one, we went 12 innings. 12 innings. This is the way to kick off a championship series, in my opinion. Just about every baseball fan's opinion. Final score was 5-4, to four, same as the first game of the ass match, but this time it's between two good teams. And the winner, the home team Buffalo Wild Wings of 2008. All right, so Pedro Feliciano gets the win in, uh, in the 12th inning for them. So Buffalo with a 1-0 lead. Dunedin comes back and thrashes Buffalo 9-2 in game two to tie the series behind John Lester. All right, so series tied at one. Game three. Uh, let's see, it's a 5-3 to three outcome. 
And Buffalo takes this one behind Tim Lincecum. A three-for-three three performance by Ryan Howard in that game. All right, two to one. Buffalo leads the series game four. Three to two. A lot of close games, as you can see. And Buffalo wins this one as well with two, two runs in the bottom of the eighth. Joe Bimel gets the win for the Wild Wings, and they're up three to one. Okay, Dunedin facing elimination takes game five, two to one. This was really a fun series to watch. I enjoyed this one. Mike Pelfrey gets the win in game five, and it's three two. Game six, 10 to one. It is a beating, and Buffalo wins it. Uh, Rich Harden lasted just two-thirds of an inning, seven batters, and he gives up four earned runs. And this game was over almost before it began. Buffalo was up 4 to nothing at the end of the first, 7-0 at the end of the second, and 10-0 at the end of the third. Dunedin was able to get one meager run back later, and that was all she wrote. So, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings win their second champions match. Uh, they became the champions last time, and now they have successfully defended it once. So good job, uh, good job by them. Buffalo will obviously go on to play the winner of the replays from 2010. And that leads me, that leads me to a little bit of story time, nothing, nothing major here, but that leads me to where we were in the RBA about 12 years ago uh, at the end of the 2009 season, uh, I guess 11, 12, whatever years ago, at the end of the 2009 season going into 2010. All right, so not a whole lot at the end of 2009. There was one significant change in the league, and that was that um, the Gulf Coast Collective and their coach, uh, Raymond uh, Chafin, I believe, uh, they were out. Uh, Raymond left the league after, I believe, three seasons, and now I'm going to have to look this up just to make sure that I don't have to make any corrections next time. But, uh, yeah, Gulf Coast lasted three seasons. They were an expansion team in 07. And uh, after the 2009 season, they left the league and were replaced by Donnie McCullough of the SoCal Templar Knights. Donnie was with us for seven seasons, 2010 through 2016, before surrendering his franchise to JR, of all people. Uh, JR coached them as the Chicago Wave, of course, for one season. And then they became the Susquehanna Spitfires. And Susquehanna currently is in its fifth season with us in the RBA. So that was the one personnel change in the RBA going from 2009 into 2010. And as the 2010 season uh, was, was shaping up as we were sort of getting into the draft and everything and, and about to start the regular season, we did know a few things. Uh, Arizona was definitely very much back. It should be said that Elm Grove was very much back as well. Elm Grove hadn't hadn't um, hadn't had a lot of success in the early part of the three division era. So I'm talking about 2007, eight, uh, especially 2007 and 2008. Um, Elm Grove was back with a strong team. Uh, Orlando and uh, Buffalo really looked like they were going to fall, especially Orlando. Buffalo had been really good for the early part of that three division era. Um, and Orlando, of course, had won the title in 2007. They both looked looked like they were going to have a pretty significant fall in 2010. And State College was still just awful. Uh, so the cycle of rebuilding Jeff's was broken there. And um, I guess I'll leave you with this question, a question I don't even know the answer to yet, which is, 
will the next ass match be 2009 silver uh sorry 2009 state college against 2010 state college it's uh, quite possible that we'll have a state college state college ass match next time around but that story is of course to be continued so i'll have to come back to you in a month or so with with the answer to that all right so moving on to rba trivia okay so just to uh refresh your memories the trivia question that i asked at the uh, front of this podcast episode was which six pitchers all pitching for different franchises i hope <laughs> uh, i think that's right which six pitchers have won 20 or more games in a season and obviously none of these pitchers did it before 2014 because before 2014 we played an 81 game season so no pitcher not surprisingly no pitcher has ever won 20 or more games in an 81 game rba season but 2014 through 2020 the last seven full seasons that we've played uh, six pitchers have done it one of those pitchers has done it twice so who are those pitchers and can you name the pitcher who did it twice all right so i'll go year by year starting in 2014. okay and this is and actually 2014 is our most impressive one of all uh and i don't even think it's particularly i don't it's not even close in 2014 Ford Duquesne's Clayton Kershaw. I wonder how many people remember this because I had forgotten. In 2014, Ford Duquesne's Clayton Kershaw went 28 and 2. Um, that just doesn't happen in baseball. I don't care how good you are. <laughs> anyway, Clayton Kershaw, 28 and 2 for the Fort Duquesne Corsairs in 2014. And, and that's the high point of this discussion right here. No, no other pitcher is even going to come close to this. And these were some really impressive performances, obviously. All right, nobody did it in 2015. In 2016, however, we had two pitchers win 20 or more games. Middletown's Zach Greinke went 23 and six, pretty impressive in its own right. In fact, that's the second best record. Well, not really, but anyway, that's the second highest win total uh, that we have. 23 wins for Middletown's Zach Greinke in 2016. And for the mighty, mighty Atlanta Avalanche of 2016, the team that won the title, Colin McHugh, actually. Colin McHugh went 20 and 10. All right, so 2017, we had one pitcher reach 20 wins, and that was Berea's Justin Verlander. He went 22 and 7. And again, Berea had a great team in 2017. Uh, he, did they win the title? I think so. I should remember this. Anyway, uh, in 2018, two, co uh, two, uh, two pitchers, two starting pitchers did it. They reached 21 wins each. Uh, one of those pitchers was Elm Grove's Luis Severino, who put up a record of, get this, 21-4. and four. Not quite the 28-2 and two that Kershaw posted back in 2014, but the second best record on this, uh, on this list. Pedro Severino of Elm Grove in 2018. And also in 2018, Middletown's Zach Granke again reaches 20 wins just two years after the first time he did it with a record of 21 and 10. So there's the answer to one of your questions. Zach Granke is the only pitcher to have won 20 games in a season twice uh, thus far in the RBA. And finally in 2020, no, nobody, uh, nobody reached 20 wins in 2019, but in 2020, 
Arizona's Steven Strasburg finished with a record of 20 wins and nine losses. So there you go. There's the answer to your RBA trivia question. Kershaw, Greinke, McHugh, Verlander, Severino, and Strasburg are the six pitchers to have reached 20 wins in a season uh, in RBA history. And of those six, Zach Greinke is the only one to actually do it twice, both in 2016 and in 2018 with the same franchise, the Middletown Mounties. So I think that's going to be it for episode number 19 of This Week in Fake Ball. I wish you all well. I'm going to send this out probably not today, but probably tomorrow or the next day. So um, until next time, I will, uh, I will talk to you all later. Have a good one and enjoy the RBA going forward. Mm-hmm.